Welcome to another episode of The Happy Runner, a podcast for all who love running and those who want to start running. My name is Roman and today I will talk with Heather about how to train for ultramarathons. Hi, Heather, and welcome to The Happy Runner. Thanks for having me. So, you are one of the desert roses running through the Qatar desert, but as you ran in places all around the world as an ultra runner. But before we dive into today's topic, tell us a bit about your running history. Sure. So, I started out is you know a road runner doing shorter distances doing it more for training for other sports um, you know as a teenager um, in university but my dad was always a big runner he was an ultra runner so I started joining him on you know a few longer races started with a 10k started with a half marathon eventually I wanted to try a marathon with him Um, and then my passion for running slowly just built through that and eventually I decided I wanted to try an ultra marathon with him um, and then from there on I was just kind of hooked on the sport and all the things that I got out of that so. uh, that's about it so thanks for your insight into your running background uh, back to our topic I do personally half marathons and marathons I do training runs, let's say, up to 30, maybe 32 kilometers. But a race that's 50, 100 or even more kilometers at inside one of your training peaks, you build up a training block for a race. Right. So. I might be different than a lot of runners because I don't really follow a specific plan or program. Um, and I do a lot of it just by how I feel and what I feel like doing that day. But before a longer event, I will definitely, you know, slowly increase my mileage, especially for, I would say about the two months leading up to it. Um, so that's just consciously making an effort to do at minimum a longer, a long run every week. Um, and slowly building up that maybe to two longer runs a week but longer runs might still only be anywhere from 20 25 maybe up to about 35 kilometers i never do an ultra distance no matter you know how long the event is going to be um and that's just always worked for me Okay, but then there's also a lot of uh, elevation gain in those yeah. races. So uh, how do you yeah. train for that? Yeah, so well, when I, where I grew up in Canada, that was really easy. Yeah. I just go out my, my back door and, you know, run up and down hills and mountains. But um, so where I live now in Qatar, it's pretty flat. I think it might be the, the t highest point is about 100 meters above sea level. Um, so knowing that I'm going to be going to a lot, you know, or was going to a lot of races that had a lot of elevation, vertical, vertical gain, I would have to start incorporating a lot of hill repeats or stair repeats. Um, a lot of times I actually traveled, you know, for weekend trips to places where I could go 
running up in the mountains. And for me, the building the elevation part of my training actually was way more important than the distance. To me, even if I was doing shorter runs with a lot of elevation, I felt that my fitness was better to get me through an ultra marathon than if I was out doing, you know, 30, 40K flat runs. Uh, now, looking at uh, ultra marathons, uh, you can see a lot of time people running real slow or even walking. Mm -hmm. But today mm -hmm. I read an article uh, about uh, preparation for ultra races and um, mm -hmm. it's supposed to be good to some work. Mm -hmm. about it this. is. I agree with that, but I personally don't usually do it and i know that by doing it i would probably be a better ultra runner <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's still uh you know building up those uh, uh maybe up to two or three longer runs a week and uh yeah. doing the elevation yeah. training uh yeah the, the yeah exactly yeah um I know a few runners who plan their first ultra race this year. They are even supposed to happen. So what mm -hmm. would you suggest to those new to ultra running or those maybe yeah. coming from half marathon and marathon road races to ultra yeah. running? What's the best? Right. I mean, I think the best first step is just getting used to the trails because, as you know, most, most ultra marathons, the majority of the course is on trails, which can be quite technical, um, rocks, you know, a lot of things that you're not used to on a road race. So I think just even transitioning, even if it's not an ultra marathon to begin with, into the trail world, you know, do even some shorter trail races just to get that feel and your technical skills um, a little bit better. And then a lot of that, then doing an ultra isn't such a stretch. And what's the hardest part of trail running, uphill or downhill? For me, it's downhill. <laughs> I actually really love uphill, um, but I've taken many tumbles going downhill. And that's one part that I actually have to consciously work on is my downhill technical skills, because that's where I lose a lot of time in races. And you probably also need uh, other shoes or equipment than for road running. Yes, definitely. I, I did my first few, quite a few ultra marathons in road shoes, and I couldn't figure out why I was the one sliding down hills and you know, skidding down on my bum because my shoes were too slippery. And then I got some proper trail running shoes and realized how much the grip on those affects um, your running and your safety. Um, and then there's a lot of other little, you know, pieces of equipment that come in handy with trail running, like the hydration packs, um, a lot of different, yeah, you got your, it depends on the weather, everything like that. You usually come across a lot of more adverse Uh, circumstances in the trails yeah uh, you mentioned uh, your nutrition mm. I mean looking at an ultra race uh, yeah. we normally see 
runners wearing those vests that are not used mm-hmm. in road racing. Uh, so yeah. what about the nutrition on those, right. uh, let's say, longer training runs, even those mm-hmm. longer uphill runs and on those yeah. longer races? Yeah. So again, it, it depends on the race because a lot of races have different levels of support, different amounts of aid stations that provide food and drinks and stuff like that. So it depends on that. That depends on how much you carry on your back. But you'll always have some basic nutrition. Sometimes some races are quite unsupported, so you're going to need to carry something more substantial like sandwiches or whatever you can fit into your pack. You know, um, different things like for safety measures as well, because the climate can change when you're between the bottom and the top of a mountain. Um, enough water that if you get stuck somewhere on top of a mountain and you know you take a while to get down, you have enough water with you. So there's a lot more, just even just for safety purposes, that you should have with you all the time when you're doing these races. So it's a lot more a, a lot more challenging than uh, road running. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, uh, yeah. when doing a marathon, all you need is uh, maybe to carry three or four gels, and that's actually yeah. it. Exactly. So uh, on those. Ultra marathons, yeah. you really need some, yeah. I mean, more than for road races. More, yeah. And you know, some races that aren't don't have as much elevation that you're going to finish more quickly, sometimes the aid station food is enough for you and you just carry a water bottle and maybe like one or two gels just to be safe. Um, but the longer races with more elevation, the ones that take you more time, the ones where more things can go wrong. It's always good to carry a little bit more. Okay, and uh, you <laughs> talk about those longer races. What was the longest mm. race you did? Well, the longest race I did was 100 kilometers. But the longest event that I did, which wasn't done as a race, it was more as an you know, awareness event for women's equality in sport, um, was uh, 400 kilometers. Yeah. So... Oh, that, that, yeah, that was over a few days, so uh, quite a few days, six days. Six um, days, yeah. but that's more than a hundred kilometers each day. That was the goal. We ended up taking more time. Um, originally, it was supposed to be a hundred kilometers a day was our goal to complete it. We ended up having to reduce some of the days to, you know, 80 one day because of the heat and you know, injury levels of um, some of my teammates, we had to only finish 45 that day, you know, so it was still a lot of mileage over, you know, less than a week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I could have, uh, let's say I uh, would probably need uh, some other approach to it to handle it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Thanks for your insights into ultra running. (laughs) And uh, one more thing. Most of the listeners of this podcast are over 40 years old. I mean, we as runners, we try to be competitive, let's say, uh, till the mid 40s, maybe even early 50s. And then a lot of runners uh, go to trail running or uh, ultra Mm -hmm. running because of the enjoyment Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. what would you suggest 
to this specific age group. Uh, for those, uh, I mean, we talked a little bit before about how, how to transition, but uh, being yeah. more specific for this age group, I know you are younger, but <laughs> any, <laughs> Not any <by> suggestion? <laughs> well, I think the first part of it is that with ultra marathons, a lot, about, a lot of it is mental. A lot of it is what's going on in your head you know, to push yourself through longer distances. And I think we get better at that as we get older, right? We have a little more mental strength. We have a little more confidence in ourselves. So I think that helps a lot. But I also think that um, as you get older, you, the, like you said, the competitiveness is not there anymore. And you can just go out and enjoy the race. And you're seeing things in nature. You're seeing things that a lot of people don't have the opportunity to see because it would take them you know, six days to hike to it, but you can run to it in a day. Um, and a lot of people don't have that time, you know, to go hiking for six days. But, um, and the ultra running community is very welcoming and non-competitive in that a lot of these events, people go out with the goal just to hike it, you know, maybe only run a few kilometers of it. It's not about the speed. Okay, uh, so in the beginning of our chat, I mentioned that you ran in different places all around the globe. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, what was your most remarkable running experience? Yeah, that's so hard <laughs> to answer because there's <laughs> there's so many for so many different reasons. Um, I I love running in Greece okay because there's so many just different trails and villages and things to explore that like you see things that you would never see as a tourist I love running in South Africa because of the um, the landscape and just the amazing accessibility and mountains and you can be on top of a mountain and feel like amazing within you know just out your back door um, But also, I think one of my favorite experiences is in was running in Sri Lanka and by myself through some, you know, villages in the countryside where people would come out and give you food, water, climb trees to give you coconut, fresh coconuts and invite you into their homes. And we're so welcoming. And that's like that's something you would never get if you weren't just out running in a place where they probably haven't seen a tourist ever, you know? Okay. Thanks. Yeah, I mean it's quite interesting, and but uh, mm -hmm. we live in a crazy time right now with the pandemic. So traveling yeah. is a little bit limited for the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm sure you have some plans as a runner for this year. So what are they? <laughs> well, I don't even know if I can say for this year because. I feel like everything keeps getting cancelled and I don't want to lose more money on, you know, travel plans that get cancelled. But I do want to, next year, do a multi-day uh, event in Sri Lanka, where I'm actually going to be moving to in August. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you're moving to Sri Lanka August this year and then do, it, and then this do year. the event uh, yes. next year. Yes. And yes. at last, you are a psychologist. Yes, I am. and yes. Uh, I, I mean, we agreed already, but I still hope you <laughs> will join me once more on the podcast uh, to talk about the mental side of ultra running. 
Yes, I would love to do that because that's such a big part of all. So it was nice talking to you, Heather, and thank you once again. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed listening to the episode. If so, I would appreciate you subscribe to the Happy Runner podcast and recommend it to other runners you know. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts and on our webpage. Happy running!